Bruce Lawn. Joe Rogan and Killer Mike talk about some potential conspiracies surrounding the Bible. One question he wished he could ask the writers of the scriptures. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble, with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. All right, guys, if you guys don't know who Killer Mike is, he's a hip hop artist, he's an activist. He's put out all kinds of amazing music over the years, uh, probably most prominently known for some of his political activism work. He's campaigned with folks like Bernie Sanders and uh, Run the Jewels is a collective he's a part of. And Killer Mike is a very interesting guy. And he has recently been sharing more about him and his nostalgic views towards the faith of his grandmother. And so he shared about this on Joe Budden. A lot of you guys sending me these clips and asking me what do I think about him and so on and so forth. And so I'm glad that I finally came across this clip because I think this clip really encapsulates what he is going to be talking about, some of his questions. We have a passage of scripture for you guys, so make sure you stay till the very end. But before we get into that, guys, please do me a favor. Make sure you obliterate that like button. really does help with the algorithm. Let's jump into this clip. This is from the Joe Rogan Experience. It came out uh, five days ago. It's from episode 2003. Hide your kids. Hide your kids. Some profanity in this clip. Explicit. Explicit. You've been warned. Hide the little ones. Let's check it out. I mean, if you read the Bible, it's a pretty interesting book. The first mm-hmm. half, man, when it talks about the kings and their mm-hmm. wonderful women, you look at King David and his wonderful Bathsheba, sent the man to the front lines to die, you know. And it's been throughout history. Yeah. People have been involved in those kind of situations. The wrong person I in actually, your life. I actually think that's what... I, I like how Rogan tries to make it that it's like philosophical. Like, yeah, well, if you think about it, you know, throughout history, you had the wrong person in your life. <laughs> like, as a, as a response to like the... David and Bathsheba story. I'm curious if Rogan's ever read the David and Bathsheba story. So uh, let's let's jump back in. But parts of the Bible are about. Again, I'm not a believer in even Abrahamic religion. When I was raised, so I'm trying to take lessons from what I learned. A lot of that shit was just about, bro. Yeah. <laughs> it gets crazy, bro. <laughs> so I think it's important to note that Killer Mike here is saying very clearly that he is not a part of any Abrahamic religion okay so meaning he's not a christian he's not jewish he's not muslim so it's very important to note that that even though he's been talking about jesus and uh being fond of jesus it is really important to note that killer mike neither joe rogan are talking about uh are coming from the perspective as believers when they're having this conversation <laughs> you know what i'm saying it's it crazy is, get, that's a, their version of it gets crazy it's it crazy bro yeah, yeah. think about what There's you're doing to learn yeah be careful what you ask for bro you wanted yeah. her bro yeah you know your first child is gonna die yeah. with her that that again call back to the story between David and Bathsheba and if you guys don't know David's child in that situation passes away super tragically uh and so very very tough passage of scripture when you read through it you know her you know he's like god damn bro you know but 
you get you get you get an amazing talent kid out of it too. You get to redeem it all, but God's gonna let you feel it a little. You How know? much? And he says you get an extremely talented kid. Okay, so he's versed on the scriptures. He's talking about Solomon, right? David and Bathsheba, and then the first baby died, and then Solomon was born. With Bathsheba, Solomon ends up becoming the you know the the um one that took over the throne. He wrote the book of Proverbs, Ecclesiastes, so on and so forth. Now watch, listen to this question right here. You pay to have been there when they first started writing that stuff down. Oh. Try to figure out what did you know? Where are you getting these stories from? I just So he said, How much would you pay to be there when they first were writing this stuff down? How much would you pay to be there when the scriptures were getting written? Now listen to Killer Mike's response, which is really interesting. And then I got a passage for you guys. Would have liked to inject, hey man, can we keep, can we, you know, can we make sure Africa, it, it, you know, we could talk more about the black folks. You know, that's all I would have just been like. Yeah, like, I, in there. Yeah, I, yeah <laughs> like, like, bro, like, come on, bro. Like, you know we were there. Like, not only there, you know, you you know, Ethiopia, Somalia, Kenya, all these, like, you know, all this shit once was just Nubia, even before it was called Egypt. Like, it's like, come right. on, bro. Like, like a lot of this shit is based on, like, why did the Ten Commandments sound eerily like these, these, um, a, uh, these affirmations from Egypt? Like, what, like, yeah. what, you know, I would have, um, I would have said, but you know, man, you, I got to just say, man, to Western society. Okay, so his point is being, man, I wish that more of African history was incorporated into the the Bible or being more overt in the Bible. Now, obviously, Egypt is all over the Old Testament, and some would argue that when Moses and a lot of the is you know Israelites went to Egypt, they were indistinguishable. We know Joseph was second in command to Pharaoh, so there is a rich history there. Even though when they got out of there through the Exodus, it doesn't necessarily paint Egypt in a good light, if you will. But I want to point Killer Mike to a passage of scripture that I've always found interesting. That is not just an amazing scripture, but is also really rich in history to the continent of Africa, which is, by the way, one of the most ethnically diverse places in the world. There's all kinds of different languages, different ethnicities that to, to generalize even all black people as one race would not give Africa its just due in terms of how diverse and uh, beautiful the continent is. Okay, so uh, here is Acts chapter 8. And in Acts chapter 8, it reads, as for Philip, as for Philip, an angel of the Lord said to him, go south down the desert that runs from Jerusalem to Gaza. So he started and he met the um, treasurer of Ethiopia, a eunuch of great authority under the conduct, the queen of Ethiopia. The eunuch had gone to Jerusalem to worship and he was now returning seated in his carriage. He was reading aloud from the book of the prophet Isaiah. So it's important to note that this is an influential Ethiopian. He's a eunuch and he's going to Jerusalem to worship, meaning that there seems to have been Ethiopians that went to Jerusalem to worship. These, This was someone that by our cultural standards and things we would call them black, but this is someone that is an African going to Jerusalem to worship, okay? And it, it, this doesn't sound out of the ordinary. The Holy Spirit, verse 20, 29, the, the Holy Spirit said to Philip, go over and walk along beside the carriage. So Philip is walking, this dude's in a carriage. Philip ran over and heard the man reading from the prophet Isaiah. Philip asked, do you understand what you're reading? The man replied, how can I unless someone instructs me? And he urged Philip to come up in the carriage and sit with him. The passage of scripture he had been reading was this. He was led like a sheep to the slaughter, and as a lamb is silent before the shears, he did not open his mouth. He was humiliated and received no justice. Who can speak of his descendants? For his life was taken from the earth. The eunuch asked Philip, tell me, 
was the prophet talking about himself or someone else? So, beginning with the same scripture, Philip told him the good news about Jesus. As they rode along, they came to water, and the eunuch said, Look, there's some water. Why can't I be baptized? He ordered the carriage to stop, and they went down into the water, and Philip baptized him. When they came up out of the water, the Spirit of the Lord snatched Philip away. The eunuch never saw him again, but went on his way rejoicing. So here we see the story of the Ethiopian eunuch in Acts chapter 8. I'm sure Killer Mike knows this, but some of you guys may not know, is that Ethiopia is one of the earliest Christian nations. They would call themselves uh, the first Christian nations. I am, of course, Armenian. We would call ourselves the first Christian nations. We've always had this, 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 this feud in terms of who's the real first Christian nation. But when you look at the story of the eunuch, many believe that that goes all the way back to the church spreading to Ethiopia and then other parts of Africa very early on in the process. And if you look at the reality of the Armenian genocide, there that Ethiopia opened its doors and welcomed Armenians, and there's settlers in Ethiopia till this day. And so Ethiopia has one of the richest Christian histories ever. And guess what? They all held and hold to the same essential Christian doctrines in terms of Jesus is God eternal, the Trinity, all these different things that we believe in the West, Ethiopians in the Ethiopian Orthodox Church hold to the same things. How do I know? I got a lot of friends that are Ethiopians. I've spent a lot of time in places like Toronto. I spent, uh, I just did an event with my guy Ebenezer in Los Angeles. He's, he's also Ethiopian. And it's a beautiful, rich history with a rich connection to Christianity. And so as Killer Mike is saying this, that was the first passage that came to me. I was like, wait a minute, uh, this is all over uh, the, the New Testament, and it's all over church history, right? If, if you look at Alexandria, that was in Egypt. That was a huge, huge, huge um, uh, area for education, for the, for the early church, uh, where a lot of our modern-day manuscripts for the scriptures were discovered in the School of Alexandria. And so Africa actually has a really, really, really deep rich history. One of the bishops of Alexandria was super influential. And so it's a it's a fascinating, fascinating um, story. Some even believe that the Ark of the Covenant has secretly been in Ethiopia for all these years. Of course, Haley Selassie was someone that established the Ethiopian Orthodox Church all the way in Jamaica as a response to the Rastafarian movement, hoping to get people converted to Christianity. There was even documentation of Bob Marley seven months before his passing, getting converted to Christianity, getting baptized in the Ethiopian church, having an official Ethiopian Orthodox funeral. This is all a part of the same arm of the church called the Oriental arm of the church. Oriental meaning Eastern. So it's Ethiopian church, Armenian church, so on and so forth. And the crazy part about what Killer Mike is saying is if you go to Israel till this day, you still will encounter Ethiopian Jews, Sephardic Jews, which are dark-skinned Jews, folks that look more Arabic, and uh, a lot of Messianic Ethiopians, meaning that they follow Jesus, they're Jewish, but they're, 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 they're Ethiopian, they're Jews, but they follow Jesus. I did a whole interview with my buddy Emmanuel. I'll try to link that in the description or in the cards below. So Africa has a rich history with Christianity, so I find this interesting. Let me play, let me play you guys another clip, and uh, and then we'll, we'll, we'll unpack this part. And if you're here live, you're enjoying this, guys, uh, be sure to smash that like button. It really does help us out a ton. Let's jump right back into this conversation whoever was writing the Bible or remixing it would have put a little more commonality in there so you wouldn't get all this weird, funky division and the master still kind of rule us all, you know? Well, it's still always the people that are in charge that yeah. are disseminating that information initially. Yeah. And they're always, they always have some sort of an interest. 
in framing it in a way that suits them the best. Like even in the foundation of the country, all men are created equal. Yeah. So what they had to do to justify that is to say that black men are three fifths of so, a man. So, yep, three, yep, three, so yep, they're literally yep, putting it into yep. the way they structure yep, the yep, country. Yep. So Rogan is pointing to the very truths that we know to be self-evident in the Constitution and how certain people took it and preserved it, uh, perverted it. So we know there's certain truth that we are equal. We are created in the image of God. We all have value as human beings. Yet some people in the name of God took it and perverted it. And I would say that is a perversion. That is not accurate. That is not true, right? And, and and it was a, there was an economic incentive to do it, you know. Yes. And 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 that doesn't make it right, but it helps my community understand that the shit's about money and why they did it. But why did the church do it? It's just so you got to think about that though. Before we get to America, yeah. And I guess the church, the Catholic Church, at one point says, we can go ahead and tell everybody all human beings are equal. Let's stop bullshit. But instead, they choose to say Jews and black people are different. And Ferdinand and Isabella and Portugal and said, well, fuck it, it's all. And you, the transatlantic slave trade starts. So my thing is getting back to why was the Bible written like that gets back to, so why would the church allow that? And then you get to ask, well, the church allowed that, then why aren't they included in there? You know, and, and, and beyond who's a bad guy, what empires in Africa are we not talking about? What kings have we not talked about? What great and glorious? Because the Greeks looked at Africans like they were gods. Yes. They so he ties in the Catholic Church allegedly taking and, and, and saying that, you know, uh, these folks are inferior and therefore they can be brutalized. And the Spanish Inquisition, there's a lot of dark things that, that have been done in the name of Christianity. But my question, my question to Killer Mike and my question to Joe Rogan and my question to you would be is if you read the New Testament and you look at the virtue ethic of the New Testament and you read passages like the one we just read in Acts chapter 8 and you read passages like there is no Jew or Greek, nor no male, nor female, no slave, uh, no master, right? We look at these passages, we see this specifically preached very clearly that people are created in the image of God, that people have dignity and worth, that people are uh, operating within a diverse climate where you have Ethiopians going to Jerusalem to worship, that it's not that the church is the, 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 the ones that dictate what is truth. It's the church can oftentimes drop the ball in projecting and speaking what is true according to Scripture. And this has happened all throughout history. That doesn't mean that the scriptures themselves are flawed. It means that the people that are reading them are flawed. I heard Frank Turek say like this, Christianity, if true, is a system of truth with some error in it because of people. But other religious systems or views or ideologies are false. If Christianity is true, they're false with some truth in them, right? And if you go down the logical conclusion of who were the people leading the abolitionist movement in North America? Who were the people that were advocating to free the slaves? Who were the people that were moving to create equality amongst people, especially as we just closed out Juneteenth was a huge celebration going into the 4th of July? Who were those people? A lot of those people were from the church. A lot of those abolitionists were working towards bringing equality. And it is because that is the overflow of the New Testament. It is because that is the overflow of the scriptures. And you know how I could prove it to you? Because if this wasn't true, there would have never been no need for disgusting, corrupt slave owners to give slaves a slave version of the Bible that removes all those passages that would cause people to revolt and fight for freedom, right? So they perverted it and they literally took out passages. If that doesn't testify to you that the scriptures are against racism and against all these things, 
I don't know what would. So anyway, those are my thoughts on this. Let me know what you guys think. Do you guys think there's this massive conspiracy by the church to weaponize faith by the church? I mean, the Catholic church, or do you think that this is just broken people who are confused and out for their own gain that have perverted Christianity and other aspects of faith to get their own agenda out. I want to hear from you guys. Also, if you want to hear my conversation with the Ethiopian Messianic Jew, I will have that pinned up somewhere over here or in the pinned comment below. You should check that out. That's when I was in Israel. Amazing time. Um, Way more diverse than you would ever expect it to be. Okay, so be sure to check that out. Appreciate you watching. Peace.